there's a whole wow. laundry list of these mm-hmm. things now that we have to check labels for. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. More I mean, now than ever, I would assume. Honestly, yeah. Like green packages and white packages are going to be the good stuff for you. If you, huh. if you really want to try to narrow it down, yes, regular sugar is in a white package, but quite honestly, we're better off having a little bit of regular sugar as opposed to any bit of any artificial. It is time for Valley Health Check. It is a wonderful resource that you can check out so many different topics and it's helpful for you and your family. And you can also get some information at myhorizonhealth.org. And with Horizon Health to kick things off today, please welcome Aaron Frank. Aaron, how are you? Good. Thanks, Kevin. Well, we're going to talk a little nutrition and pain and how that kind of goes together somehow or how it can be helpful. We have a very special guest here to talk more about it. Yeah, I brought with me today Casey Rogers. Casey is a family nurse practitioner at our Sycamore Pain and Wellness Clinic out on Route 46. All right, so uh, thank you, first of all, for being in here with us today. And uh, so we're going to talk about nutrition and specifically pain and I guess how they are intertwined and is, does nutrition help your pain management? It, yeah, it can. So my one of my main roles in the clinic is to kind of either optimize or make it better a plan that a patient might already have in place with one of our other providers um, as far as their pain goes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes if they're maybe not getting where they want to be for their pain control or their functionality, which is what we're really big on in our clinic and improving is improving patients' functionality. But yeah, obviously we want to see their pain improve, but if they're doing more things and being more functional, that's one of the main goals. So sometimes nutrition can play a role into improving that. So even if it's just figuring out things for them to eliminate from their diet, as opposed to just changing the whole thing up for them. Is this something that's is it a thing? That's yeah, what I this, was going to ask. I, I was going to say, is this something that's yeah. been around or is it something people have kind of jumped into as far as the nutrition? Right. And pain? You have a credential, right? Like yeah. There's, okay. I so do. It, oh, it, is, a thing, Kevin. it, it is, is a thing, Kevin. It is a thing. What is it? Uh, CNPM? Yeah. So it stands for Certified Nutritional Pain Management. Um, I had the pleasure of going out to a training course in Boston in the fall of 2018. Okay. Um, and it was kind of put on by a Academy of Integrative Pain Management, what it was called. And so did a training course, took a certification class after or test after that. And so, and that pretty much honed in on everywhere from changing people's diets to optimizing supplements, mm-hmm. um, improving their physical activity, helping them with their sleep. And so there's a lot of things that play into nutritional pain management. I think it's kind of like a, a very broad term. This is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, that I, I could see, you know, I'm obviously not qualified to talk about what you do, but that's got to be exciting for you to see just a whole uh, another avenue of where nutrition yet again can benefit your health. Sure. Yeah. It's our yeah. ongoing joke in here, you know. That's all yeah. right. It's our ongoing joke. Every time we have She's right, a discussion, we end up talking about an, an element of nutrition as it relates to the disease process. And so it's sort of like, I mean, I almost feel like we need special theme music or something. It's like, <laughs> it's all culminating to this moment. And it's sort of like, oh. You know. Know, but but you know what that what that tells me something as basic as good nutrition something you can control mm-hmm. in your kitchen yeah. and what you do in your life can really benefit you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So if you eat poorly <laughs> and you're dealing with a lot of pain, it's mm-hmm. going to be worse. That's basic, right? Definitely, yes. One of the biggest things I always tell patients is there's a lot of food that we can eat to improve our overall health, but there's a lot of food that we can eat that can make it worse too. Like I said 
said sometimes it's just a matter of eliminating some certain the bad food groups. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the good stuff? What is nutrition? What does the good stuff mean in nutrition? Fruits, vegetables, minimal portions of you know lean meats is what I really preach. You know, we there was a point in time hundreds of years ago where we literally ate off the land. We didn't cook our foods. We ate what was on the trees. We ate the plants. There was not a lot of there wasn't any fortified you know you know so not trying to get into something super overwhelming for the patients initially but just kind of giving them that education framework and just helping them understand that I know you have been preached for probably your whole life that you should eat more fruits and vegetables and at this point you're probably so annoyed and <laughs> yeah. like I know I hear it all <laughs> the time up, here right? we go again yeah. but it is so important and even if it just decreases some of the minor aches and pains that they have on a daily basis you know oh, they can get out of bed huge. easier in the morning like some people unfortunately they they can't tie their get, own shoes yeah because they're you know there's it's just painful for them to bend over it's painful for them to initially get out of bed in the morning and if we can just maybe knock that down just a little bit to kind of give them a little bit more motivation like i don't hurt as much today i can do it yeah you know? that's great I, I know we hear it's like beating a drum mm-hmm. like fruits and vegetables are good for you i know you know but to the person that's suffering pain, mm-hmm. maybe didn't put that together. Yeah. And I know me, pain sucks no matter what it is. Absolutely. It but I know if I heard that a little bit of relief of this pain is just a, a, a change of my diet, I might be a little bit more ready to change mm-hmm. my diet than for something else. Well, and the thing about our world and our society is, you know, yes, we've heard that we need to eat our fruits and vegetables for 100 years, but we're also hearing a lot of other things. And so, you know, the fact that as a potential patient, I also am hearing the messages that it's okay that I'm drinking my pop because it's diet. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that I'm eating these chips because they're whatever's on the bag. And so they're low fat, low sodium, Mm -hmm. sugar-free, you know, all of those keywords that how do we filter through that? And how do you help patients understand what of that messaging is valuable to you and what of it's a marketing ploy, really? Yeah, marketing. Definitely. Great. They're very good. Coca-Cola is very good at their marketing, but those have artificial sweeteners in them and, and they're man-made. And that's one thing I, I preach to patients there. Our body, our brain cannot process what sucralose is, yeah, um, what aspartame is, you know, so it metabolizes it to fat. So although it's not raising our blood sugar, it's not excess calories because it's quote unquote diet, our brain doesn't know anything else to do with it other than metabolize it to fat. So it's still unhealthy for us, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so... Well, and it's getting tricky too. I've seen people who have talked about, you know, sometimes you'll see it on social or whatever. Somebody will post the, all the different words for those things. Like, so when you do, you know, say I do come see Casey and you warn me about artificial sweeteners is what Mm -hmm. we're talking about today. And we talk about the two you just said, what what were the sucrose and um, aspartame. Okay. But then I'm like looking at all the labels, making sure I don't have those two, but that that stuff's evolved, right? Oh yeah. There's a lot more. So there's a whole laundry list of these Mm -hmm. things now that we have to check labels for. I mean, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. More now than ever, I would assume. Honestly, yeah. Like green packages and white packages are going to be the good stuff for you. If you you really want to try to narrow it down, yes, regular sugar is in a white package. But quite honestly, we're better off having a little bit of regular sugar as opposed to any bit of any artificial sweet. Our brains need sugar. That's how they function. But obviously in excess. We don't, Mm -hmm. you know, 
shouldn't have too much sugar. And that's a very fine line, but not impossible. All right. Do you have any examples of, you know, managed well, they've changed their diet. Can you give us some examples of someone that has done this and it really has relieved their pain? I mean, if we think about chronic pain, it's a lot of chronic inflammation. So there's so many different, whether it's just arthritic conditions, fibromyalgia, autoimmune problems, all of those have inflammation. So the patients that personally that I've seen do well, and specifically, I can think of a couple off the top of my head were our fibromyalgia patients that deal with that unfortunate debilitating pain on a daily basis. And they've done so many things. It can be so debilitating. I mean, not just to our physical health, but to our mental health too. Mm -hmm. So sure. And it's not easy for them to kind of buy into something else because they've been through almost everything. But if, you know, just trying to encourage them just to try it, just if it doesn't work, you know, we're back to square one. Specifically, those patients, I've seen them, you know, really change their diet, really focus on trying to do some type of physical activity that they've been on X amount of medications and still were. And then they hardly take anything anymore because they're just so focused on, I mean, they've seen the changes and I Mm -hmm. think that's huge. They need to feel it and see. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the hardest things to achieve because it's not going to happen overnight. If you eat a salad tomorrow, you're not going to feel better the next day. It's (laughs) something that got to really continue on. And that's the hardest thing because in America, we're so quick. It's got to be now. Yes, we need those fix or we need those quick changes Mm -hmm. and those that quick satisfaction. Something good, something really good. It sometimes takes time. Yep. And, And getting to that point. It's just good, I think, for someone listening to this that have not tried the avenue of nutrition and eating better to maybe alleviate some of their pain, I see some promise for them. Mm -hmm. And if this podcast could help them Mm -hmm. get to that step, which leads me to my next question, how does someone do that? Let's say someone's been dealing with pain Mm -hmm. off and on and they've, you know, they're they're on medications to relieve the pain. It's really not working. Their Mm -hmm. their life is not where it could be. Where do they start? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of my personal referrals, I guess, would come from my colleagues in my office. But, you know, even just having that conversation with their primary care, hey, I, I want to reach out and try something new. A lot of those medications have so many side effects to them, oh, yes. you know, and, and uh, sometimes we don't even realize that we're having a side effect to a medication. I'm not saying that we need to go all natural for everything because that's right. not appropriate. But um, <laughs> the balance of both, though, that could be beneficial to a Sure, person. yeah, definitely the balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the fact that things take time, not to put you on the spot, and I know there's no sweet spot, but what do you say to your patients about that? Because that's something that I think really transcends whether you're a patient trying to hone in your diet because of pain or whether you're trying to drop 15 pounds before swimsuit season. Yeah. I mean, we all struggle with hang on it's been too long Mm -hmm. I'm over it and having six cheeseburgers how do you talk them through the the expectation of time so I you I I hate the word diet and I hate the word exercise because it's scary for people right so I've hated the word exercise yeah you know (laughs) for all other reasons (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. so trying to pre you know talk to them about it being a lifestyle being physical activity and just having that conversation like this is going to take time but I'm in it for the long run with you I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader just having an open relationship with them if you have a problem call me Mm-hmm. If you have questions, call. The first visit is usually very overwhelming and it's a very long visit, mm-hmm. but just taking the time to like I, you know, like we said earlier, just kind of 
going through their day. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch? And you find out a lot about people when you just take that time to just sit down and kind of go through their day. Well, you know what they're doing and, and you see, you know, well, they eat breakfast and they go sit down on the couch or they go eat lunch and they go take a nap. And it's like, okay, you know, why are we doing these things? And a lot of times the patients come back sooner after that first appointment than later because you got to keep a good eye on them just to let them know. I mean, they need to know that you're there for them, that you're in it with them. They have questions, they have problems, you know, write them down, call me, whatever we need to do. You hear exercise regimens and training people who are like, figure out a way to incentivize yourself without food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a lifestyle. So if you're going to fall off one day, get right back on. You know, if you have a party, if you have a celebration, you can have a piece of cake without feeling guilty. Just know that that cake is not part of our everyday diet. Right. You know, I'll eat a cupcake. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but you know what? We just got to get back on the next day. That one time, move on. Yeah. Don't feel guilty about it. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. A lot of things are mental, I think. You Mm -hmm. put up your own mental blocks. Then you feel guilty because you did this. And then it's like, well, I'm done. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to quit. Yeah. When you can do this. Yep. And and the end result is if you got a little bit less pain you're living with, your life's going to be so much better. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I imagine that there's a degree of this that's sort of broad brush, right? We talked about pain usually means inflammation. There is such thing as an anti-inflammation diet, mm-hmm. right? So then how do we need to drill down into that to make people more successful individually? Just kind of knowing what that what that means, you know, whether it's cutting out foods that we're not necessarily intolerant to, but sensitive to, that can decrease our inflammation. Fruits, vegetables, and not, not every fruit and vegetable is the best you know, to eat every single day, but lean meats, healthy fats. That's one of the biggest things with an anti-inflammatory diet is healthy fats. So knowing what those are, olives, avocados, olive oils, some certain nuts, healthy grains, that's huge. And I'm just knowing what that healthy fat does for us too. Like not just being like, okay, I need that or use olive oil, you know, knowing what that can do and just having that education. Like we talked about earlier, you know, mom always said, eat my vegetables, but we never really knew why. You know, as a kid, like if, yeah, you're given this plate and it's like, oh, mom said it again. But the thing is, I I don't think mom's does know. Well, not not the breakdown of what we... You know, like, and that's that's part of it is people are more apt to do what you're asking them to do when they have a why, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's sort of like you don't want to take people down the the dietary rabbit hole. Right. They need enough of the why to understand that it is more than posters in the lunchroom. Yeah. Whether you're kids or your moms Mm -hmm. or your whomever, you know, what's really happening by making that decision and what's really happening by not. Yeah. Absolutely. You talked a little bit about the sensitivity thing. Mm -hmm. Do you do any of those tests? You know, again, we talk about like trendy things or or things that we see out in the world. Are those valuable? Yeah, they're definitely valuable. The problem with them is they're very expensive. So I I oftentimes tend not to do them. Kind of just do our own little test, you know, Mm -hmm. do an elimination diet, give them strict you know, guidelines to go by like the first three weeks, we're going to eliminate everything dairy because dairy and gluten are going to be our two biggest food groups that are going to be the most problems. So if we're choosing one to begin with, those are the two, you know, not together, but the two 
food groups that we start with rather than going the route of very expensive testing and and that. So just by eliminating dairy as a whole category, Mm -hmm. you know, and giving those patients, I give a, you know, like a food diary, you know, write down how you feel, what you ate for breakfast, what you ate for lunch. How did you feel? You know, and it sounds so cliche, like, how did you feel? But it is important because they do notice that, wow, you know, like my bowels were better. I didn't have a headache. I, you know, I didn't have all the joint pain. And then usually at that point, we're going to be like, all right, you know, dairy is our thing. Or if they didn't notice any changes, we're going to move on to gluten. Um, and then you move on from there. But just throwing a number out there, 80% of the time, you're going to find that those categories are your biggest problems. So we talked about um, the, I'm, I'm long pause trying not to say the word diet, but I'm saying diet. <laughs> it's I'm okay. Sorry. I say it sometimes too. <laughs> I'm saying diet. Sorry. We talked about that aspect of it. Now, you mentioned briefly supplements. Mm-hmm. Are Do you have like a a key top three that you feel basically everybody benefits from or are most common use or what's your what's your supplement game? The majority of patients. Yes. Vitamin D is huge. Not only just because we think of, oh, I, you know, makes me feel better. Yeah, I should. It's very important for a lot of things, but it can really reduce a lot of joint pain, too. So making sure our vitamin D is optimal, you know, levels. And that is a lab test that that can Mm -hmm. be done. It's very appropriate and covered by insurance. So vitamin D, magnesium, as long as there aren't any other, you know, illnesses or diseases, the patient wouldn't be able to take magnesium for. Um, Magnesium can help with a lot of muscular just pain and tension, but also with sleep. So anytime that I have patients that say like, oh, I can't sleep, like I've tried everything. Can we try magnesium? And and it's crazy to think that a magnesium supplement can help us sleep. But Never heard that. Yeah. Sleep is so important for weight loss too. Average of eight hours a day is going to help you lose weight. All right. Uh, I know. Now I'm very <laughs> Eight hours. Where did anybody get that? You I know, right? That. You I know. Yeah. I'm going to need you to get eight hours of sleep. Where do I sign? Yeah. Yeah. You that. In all seriousness, Kevin, your comment about magnesium, same. Mm-hmm. So I've been noticing it trending. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the magnesium gummies now. Yeah. There's the, <laughs> I there's, noticed that too. There's, yeah. yeah, there's so much more conversation around magnesium, but I wasn't exactly sure what the selling point was. Mm-hmm. So even, like I said, patients that have taken appropriate sleeping medications, you know, prescriptive medications and or even over-the-counter mel- melatonin, mm-hmm. and they're like, man, I just can't sleep. And But there's also, you know, kind of figuring out what they're doing at night too. Mm-hmm. That plays a huge role. You know, like what's your nightly routine before you go to bed? Are you stimulated right before you mm-hmm. go to bed. Some people don't do well when they're simulated. Some people do. Yeah. It just kind of depends. That, that's very, very interesting. There's mm-hmm. things you can do that can get you where you need to be. I, I find this really, really interesting because so many people deal with pain. Mm-hmm. There are people that are in silence because of their pain. And they're the, I, I call it old school people that are not going to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. They're just going to keep going on and yeah. going on. When there's a few things that they can change and they can talk to someone that can help them get better. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, their life would be so much more fulfilling. The other thing, too, that it makes me think about is um, those people who try to exercise their way out of the nutrition component. Mm -hmm. There's the saying abs are made in the kitchen. How mandatory is it that these people are integrating activity, I'll say, instead of exercise into their life? It's important. Not only is it going to help with continued weight loss or, you know, just healthier overall lifestyle. If we don't move our joints, if we don't move our body, we're going to lose it. So the more, unfortunately, the more we sit, the more inactive we are, the more we're going to hurt when we do move. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's important looking at a lot of different aspects of just life in general. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is those people
people who think that they can elevate their activity level yeah. and then not worry and about eat what like they crap. Eat. Yeah. 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 yeah there's there's got to be a balance. Yeah. I you guess. have, yeah. It, there's a huge balance. And our weight loss and just overall lifestyle healthier is more food than it is activity. Not saying that we shouldn't have activity, but yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be more what we eat. If we're still eating, you know, the three Big Macs a day and all this, you know, just processed bad food will say we're not gonna see the the results that we want to see no matter how much you work out nutritional pain management i like how that sounds you know uh it's given me another way of thinking of an alternative to manage your pain Mm -hmm. and it's opened up a door i'm sure and i hope for a lot of people sure going forward Absolutely. Yes. Casey Joe Rogers, thank you so much for coming in here. You gave us a lot to think about, a lot of good stuff uh, to think about. And uh, as always, you can check out our Valley Health Check podcast. Very helpful, just like the one you just heard. Or go to myhorizonhealth.org and get information. The great folks at Horizon Health. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you.